0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver, with a red carbon base for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino, Bob Weeks,
1: and Adam Scully. Hey, Bob. Talk Canada, Zucchino and Scully with you today. C not with us. C on his way home from Florida. I am on location still in Casa de Campo. That's because we have a big announcement coming this Wednesday on Golf Talk Canada television, which involves Casa de Campo and our friends at TaylorMade. And Adam, another big win for the Stealth. I know we're going to get into Scotty Scheffler. Uh, now number one in the world. We're going to get into that today as he wins the Dell match play. Lots to jump into, but uh, but another win for the Carbon Age. Did you get a win for the Carbon Age uh, down at uh, your member guest?
2: I did not get a win for the Carbon Age. Did get a second place in our flight for the Carbon Age. So we Ooh. were wheeling and dealing a little bit out there. And Mark, let me tell you, it was so much fun getting out on the golf course with the Stealth Plus driver and 5 Wood for me. I, I, was, I was nervous. I was so excited to hit it. I didn't want to swing too hard. You know me. I'm one to try to hit it as far as I humanly can. And uh, in Florida, uh, on day one, it was around 90 degrees. It was windy. It was fun. And we, we hit some big numbers. I'll, I'll put it that way.
1: How'd you play overall the, for a couple of days? Did you, how'd, you, how'd you roll it? Were you rolling it okay? Yeah, you know, my golf game's what? a mess, Adam, by the way. Absolute disaster. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. It was a hard uh, tournament to walk into because I was playing with, uh, not to make any excuses, but I'm making an excuse. It was fun to play in, in a tournament where, you know, guys had been down in, in the winter uh, in Florida, all throughout the winter, I should say, playing golf every day. They're warmed up, they're grooved, their short games are good. Whereas I've been to the track band simulator at Bayview three times and trying to rip it as far as I humanly can. So I got more into it. My feel got more into it. I potted very well on the last day. The greens, I would say they were around 12, maybe 13 or so at Palmyra down in Ooh. Florida. They, they were moving. There were some pretty spicy pin locations too. And, and, you know, about a three club wind, you know, Florida. But I will say with the stealth, I love the way off the tee you can flight it. I, You know me. I'm a highball guy. You're a highball guy as well off the tee. You can shape Mm -hmm. it both ways. I love how I can flight it a little bit better into the wind. And... You know, of note, there were a couple of holes where the first couple of days I was just trying to grip it and rip it, and you know, 360 yard par four, I I rolled up into a greenside bunker, which was uh, which was a fun little thing to do uh, on a par five, 530 yards. I had driver, eight iron in on uh, there, made birdie, made the birdie too, didn't Ooh. make bogey that time, so that's good as well. But no, it it was fun to get down south and play golf in Florida, and who knows it here in the GTA, it's a little chilly out there today, but. Hopefully, just under a month, we're playing golf here, Mark. Who knows?
1: I got word, Adam, that we got snow yesterday. There was snow. My dad sent me some photos from home, and he's like, there's snow on the ground. I'm like, okay. I I thought this was over, but I hear it might be 12 degrees on Thursday, so we might be turning a quarter. And, of course, you know what next week is. Next week, we got Masters. So this week, we've got the Valero Texas Open. We have a major on the LPGA Tour. We're going to chat a little bit about both. During today's show. And then, of course, next week is Augusta. And when Augusta arrives, you know, Canadians start going, okay, my club's opening. My course is opening. We're around the corner when Augusta gets there. So we got a busy show. We're going to hear from Robert Bertel and Jason Kajcek from uh, Casa de Campo, where I am here. This amazing. And playing some golf this week, if you want to call it that. Struggling. I think is probably the better term. I've been struggling on the golf course. Golf game has been a mess, but I absolutely just love it here. It's fantastic. And they're always... They're building uh, new smart uh, VIP suites. They are putting in a health and wellness center. Uh, They upgraded the driving range the Latin Amateur, uh, which they recently... The winner of the Latin Amateur gets invited to Augusta, which again will happen this year for the Masters. But they're also building a secondary uh, driving range up at Difor, which is the other golf course up the hill, which is going to be a world-class facility as well. So if you're in for world-class golf, this is a great spot. Adam spoke to Xander Shoffley. Uh, a few months back uh, and we've yet to run that interview we're going to run it this uh today and again this week on tv so we're going to hear Adam's interview with Xander Shoffley who had a weird Xander's gotten off to a bit of a sluggish start this year hasn't he and we all had high expectations for him yeah he really has gotten off
2: to a bit of a sluggish start and he hasn't won on the PGA Tour in quite some time you know we saw him winning Olympic gold which was obviously quite critical he helped the U.S. win the Ryder Cup but He really hasn't done all that much in terms of getting it done on the the PGA Tour. In that interview, which you'll hear in about an hour uh, here on GTC, we talk all about the new Adidas shoe. uh, As well, his success at the U.S. Open. Uh, I know I'll be picking Xander Shoffley at our TSN Edge Picks at the U.S. Open come June. He has quite a great track record there. Uh, but all in all, I mean, I'm expecting big things from Xander Shoffley. Potentially next week, many people forget that he had a piece of the lead in that 2019 Masters on that Sunday morning when Tiger Woods went on to win.
1: He plays big events well, multiple top fives at majors, now a gold medalist, great performance in the Ryder Cup. And, you know, we were watching the Ryder Cup last year, and we always talk about it as a potential springboard. We thought it might happen for Xander. We thought it might happen for Scottie Scheffler. It has been. And we're going to talk about that uh, coming up. We'll hear from the, the new world number one. Some pretty impressive numbers from Scotty Scheffler. We're going to want lots to get to, but let's start with some news and headlines.
0: News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one.
1: Uh, unbelievable. First of all, I'm going to say this. I am sick and tired of uh, Tiger. If you're just going to get up for an hour and lie to me. Why are we having a presser? Like why? Why are you just feeding false information? Like the last time he spoke, he's you know he he projected that walking 18 holes uh, for five days of tournament golf because he includes a practice rounds. You remember what he said? He said it was it was just not in the cards right now. It's just it's it's not you know he can lollygag it with Charlie in a car. He can play 18 holes, blah blah. blah but you know, but what happens this week? Two weeks before Augusta. Two weeks while his name is still listed as a competitor at the Masters. Uh, what? A week and a half removed from his from his last public statements about where he is physically when he was uh, at the Players' Championship and about to be inducted in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Here he is flying Joe LaCava into Jupiter, Florida at the Medalist Club, walking 18 holes apparently daily. And playing 18 holes daily and practicing with his caddy. I'm sorry. Doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play yet, but it certainly means he's trying to. There's no way he is doing this two weeks before Augusta, Tiger Woods. If he doesn't have an intent at this moment to try to get ready and see if he can do this. Am I wrong or right there? Adam, you don't go through these types of motions with the images and the news that are coming. If you're not planning on playing.
2: Of course and, and you know we know Tiger when he's tried to make comebacks you know he's, he's going to give it his all and if he knew he didn't have a chance to play in the Masters he wouldn't be ramping up he wouldn't be flying his caddy Jola Cavill, like you mentioned in to practice with them to walk them I can just picture you know our program director Jeff McDonald doing cartwheels right now just anticipating that announcement from Tiger Woods he's the biggest Tiger Woods fan I think I've ever met so I, I'm curious where it goes here I saw another report on Twitter of course we're just watching reports from very various Tiger tracker accounts where apparently Tiger might be visiting Augusta this week in anticipation so this is just a step in the right direction do we see Tiger at Augusta National last week on GTC TV Mark you asked the question and radio you asked the question who who would we see first Tiger or Phil I put Tiger at like 20 percent yeah I I put Tiger at 20 percent to play in the Masters I'm still, I'm not quite at 50% yet. And you know me, I'm, like I mentioned last week on our show, I'm the eternal Tiger optimist. I'm always the one who says, yeah, he'll play on one leg. He'll chip it around for four days and try to make a cut and get in the mix somehow, some way. I'm maybe at 35, 40% now, but until we see a post from him, maybe at Augusta, maybe hitting a driver on the 10th hole or a sweeping three-wood around the 13th hole, I I don't really know where to go from here. This is progression though for Tiger Woods and who knows, maybe on Friday afternoon, we'll get an announcement on, on that, that sort of thing.
1: I I am more, I I'm, I'm confused. Adam as to, okay, what, so what's the advantage of sending out like the false information? I called it being lied to, but essentially, Yes. He essentially lied to the golf world. That was it to take heat and the spotlight off of himself? Just say nothing. Just say, listen, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know if I can play. You know know something when I know something. Why why the instead, I'm going to take you down the path of, I'm nowhere near this. I don't even know if I can walk. yada, Yada, yada. And then here we are 10 days later. Yeah, it, it is confusing. And he sort of did that, I would say,
2: at the Genesis, when he was in the booth with uh, with Jim Nance and Nick Faldo, where he really shut down Jim Nance saying, you know, hang on there, Turbo. You know, I, I'm, I I can't walk very well. I'm not ramping up drivers at all at this point. And now here we are, you know, what, six weeks later, seven weeks later from that. And, and people are speculating. And, you know, there's that social media video of Tiger with that purple shirt on at the medalist. So, I still say it's less than 50%, but I've been wrong before on Tiger Woods. I'd love to see him play in the tournament. Our, our show would be totally different if he's in the field next week. And Mark, can you imagine two weeks from today when we're Golf Talk Canada radio on television? If he somehow gets in the mix, if he somehow, if he somehow wins the green jacket you know, in his first start since nearly losing his right leg, we, like, I, I can't even imagine what that show would look like.
1: Well, it's curious and it, it, it got me thinking, you know, I love my questions. Like I, I asked you and Bob last week, who do we see first, Tiger or Phil? Because these things got my mind going and now something else got my mind going as well. Tiger Woods, and maybe we can ask this to our Twitter audience at some point, social media audience over the next week and then talk about it next week. Tiger Woods has never in his career pegged it up in a golf tournament that he didn't have the intention of winning or the belief that he could win. And I'm curious, is that still the case? Or is this a different version of Tiger? Like, is Tiger going, no? like, if he doesn't believe he can win, but he believes he can participate, does this version of Tiger peg it up because he thinks he can participate. I personally don't believe he has that in his brain. I don't think his brain will allow him to do that to Adam. I don't think tiger plays unless he thinks he can compete. And to your point, can you imagine if he gets in the mix on Sunday? My short answer is yes. I can imagine it quite clearly because I don't believe he'll play a golf tournament unless he thinks he can do that.
2: Yeah, totally. And you know, uh, on that, on that comment, uh, I remember Joe LaCava made a remark after the first round of the PNC uh, father son back in December, where He was saying Tiger said to him on the first tee, let's go have fun today, Joey. And Joey couldn't recall a time that Tiger had ever said, let's go have fun with him uh, on a golf course. Yes, I know it's a very different golf course. Playing with your son, it's a great moment. You, you, You cherish these moments for a while or for your life, really. But, I mean, is this the new age of Tiger Woods? I'm guessing he's, he's not going to go to the Masters to shoot 74-74. I'm guessing he's going around the medal, going around medalists in a cart the last month or so. He's probably shooting in the mid-60s, hopping in a cart, maybe playing more than 18 holes. Now he's testing to see if he can actually walk for, you know, the five or six kilometers, whatever it is, on a golf course. And, Mark, I haven't been to the medalist. I don't know how flat it is. I don't know how undulating it is. I'm sure it's nowhere near Augusta Nationals. But he wants to test that right leg as much as he can.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, and we're going to find out probably in the next seven days, if not sooner, what's going to officially happen here. We'll have to be on it. Uh, we're running late here, Adam. We got to go to break. On the other side, we're going to talk Scotty Scheffler some things. We should mention Kevin Na spotted with a Saudi Golf League logo, Saudi Golf logo on his collar this week at the World Golf Championship is Kevin Na. Uh, jumping in the swamp with the Saudi golf league. We had a rookie victory in the DR opposite field event. We'll do leaderboard updates to the round of world of golf uh, at the end of the show, uh, as well as an, as a 19 year old winning on the LPGA tour, which is fantastic. Again, we'll do that later on in the show, leaderboard updates, but on the other side, 42 days ago, Scotty Scheffler had never won a golf tournament on the PGA tour. 42 days later, He's a three-time winner, and he's world number one. We'll jump into it next, along with Corey Connors with a close call and a third-place finish at the WGC. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit CaddyTime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today.
1: And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Scully with you. Weeksy on his way home from Florida. Adam got home from Florida last night. I'm still on location at Casa de Campo in La Romana, Dominican Republic. And we're going to talk a little Casa de Campo coming up in our next segment. For those of you thinking about getting out there and doing some traveling again, as things are really loosening up on April 1st, which is great for people to be able to go and move around again and and get out and see family and friends and places they've missed over the last couple of years or so. All right, this week it was the Dell Match Play WGC World Golf Championship down in Austin, Texas. Scotty Scheffler, 42 days ago, was a player that was the Rookie of the Year in 2020, that played on the U.S. Ryder Cup team in 2021, and had really done as much as you could do in two seasons on the PGA Tour without a victory. You know, he contended in majors, he qualified for a Ryder Cup team or played on a Ryder Cup team without a victory under his belt. And then in the last 42 days, he has now put together a string of golf that has three victories that goes back to the WM Phoenix Open. Bay Hill, Arnold Palmer Invitational, where I had the opportunity to walk with him and call us around and interview him. And then this weekend a WGC event, the world match play. Adam, before we hear from Scotty Scheffler, and before you know before we hear his his interview post victory, like we often say, you know, is this the floodgate open? Is this the springboard? And often we're incorrect. We're lo- you know, we're looking for things that aren't there. I don't know if you recall, in the post-round interview I had with Scotty Scheffler that we ran on Golf Talk Canada a couple weeks ago, I said to Scotty, I said, often the media likes to say things like once the lid's off, once the seal off, could we see a bunch of them from you? And I said to Scotty, "With you, are we finally right?" And he just kind of smiled and said, "I don't know what to say right now, other than uh, you know, other than how happy he is." Blah 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 blah. But maybe we were finally right. Maybe obviously, you know, number one in the world now, Scotty Scheffler. Who would have thought it, Adam?
2: You know, and who, like you mentioned that stat forty-two days ago, it was Super Bowl Sunday when he won at the WM Phoenix Open and he was outside the top ten in the world. You think back to the Ryder Cup. He was the twelfth man on that team by far by far. Like there were there were eleven guys and, and he was at he was at number twelve on that team. They could have easily picked Sam Burns. They could have easily picked Kevin Kisner who's who, who Scotty Scheffler beat. And now, you know, with Ted Scott on the bag, you've got to think Ted Scott's had a big impact on Scotty Scheffler. Of course the Taylor made clubs he has in the bag. He's routinely hitting ball speeds over 180. The ball of course the ball's flying absolutely forever in Texas and the fairways are firm. But Mark, he also, like you mentioned, he's contended in majors. Six straight top twenty finishes at the major championships. We haven't picked Scotty Scheffler uh, on the TSN edge, but you gotta think next week that one of us might have to pick Scotty Scheffler in his last two finishes at the Masters a tie for 18th and a tie for nineteenth. You gotta think Scotty Scheffler is going to be in the mix at Augusta National, too.
1: Well, here's the difference. You know, I love Victor Hovland, right? And he has won multiple times uh, across the last year or so on multiple tours. Um, if you you know include DP World Tour, etc. There's a lot of guys out there putting themselves in contention to win quite often. John Rahm, for example, puts himself in contention to win all the time. He's a top ten machine. But you could you could quite easily point to John Rahm and say he should win more. He doesn't close as often as he should, if you're going to be a real world number one. Right now, I know it is just a short sample in time, Adam. We're talking about a 42-day period, so we can't get too crazy ahead of ourselves. But right now, Scotty Scheffler is taking advantage of every opportunity he has to close the deal and get in the winner circle. He does. He doesn't let wins slip away and turn into T6s the way a lot of the other best players Right now in the world, are doing so. He is adding up the Ws, and that's how you vault in 42 days to world number one. It's not by T6, right? It's not by fourth. It's by grabbing wins. Okay, uh, we need to talk Corey Connors, but before we do, let's hear now from the new world number one and the world match play champion, scotty Scheffler.
3: Definitely a lot of emotion coming off the green today. Um, it's been kind of a crazy past few months. Um, you know, I got my first win in Phoenix, and, and I guess this is my third now, and. Uh, Golly, what a long week! Um, I really don't know how to describe the emotion. You know, I've, I've thought about winning this tournament, and uh, you know, ever since last year, it left you know, kind of a poor taste in my mouth. You know, getting so close and ultimately coming up short. So it uh, it feels really good to to finish the job this time around.
1: Uh, he finished the job. He heard it there. I don't uh, coming close, leaving a bad taste in your mouth. He gets it done, and that's a great se- a great segue, Adam, because Corey Carter's coming close again, playing well again. Uh, maybe in a way right now, Corey's the opposite of what we were talking about just moments ago with with Scotty being able to close the deal, close the deal. Corey Connors keeps putting himself in really good positions on really big stages. Major championships last year. Here we are at the world match play, still waiting for that second win, but obviously playing well as we head into a stretch now here where he's a former champion at the Valero Texas Open, which is this week's stop. Contended at Augusta last year. We'll go to Augusta next week. Where are you on Corey on this finish? Yeah,
2: it's it's great to see Corey Connors playing some good golf. Got off to kind of a weird start this year. But Mark, you, you look at the match and against Kevin Kisner and, you know, around the green putting. It, it came back to haunt him. And where where mm-hmm. that's clearly the weakness of his game. You look at the season. Uh, his stats on the PGA Tour is 88th in strokes gained around the green, 103rd in strokes gained putting. He has made improvements in his putting, but you've, you've got to think on the positive side of things, he's going to take this experience where he had a lead on Kevin Kisner, Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Match Play Guru on the back nine of the semifinals and coughed it up. He, he, he didn't yep. play well down the stretch. That bogey on the 17th hole was not great but he's going to take these experiences. He's going to take that first round lead at the PGA Championship last May. He's going to take back-to-back top tens at Augusta National and roll with it. I don't know about this week at the Valero Texas Open. I'm guessing he might be a little out of gas after playing so many, you know, seven full rounds of golf in five days. Maybe not seven full because he only played two holes against Paul Casey, Uh, but, but I mean, you've got to think that hopefully takes today off hopefully has a little bit left in the tank has a good finish this week at the valero texas open and then heading into next week at augusta national if if he can he's one of those guys too mark we've talked about this countless times on this show where not the best putters go on to win Sam augusta burns. National. we
1: talked about it last week right sam burns it, yeah. there's a handful of guys on the PG tour that are exceptional world-class ball strikers where if they just putt better than average you're going to have a chance to win. You could put Corey in that category. Totally. And you
2: look at last year's Masters leaderboard, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris. You think of past Masters champions, Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia, guys who Justin Rose has done well there many times. Yeah. Who Bubba aren't Watson, the greatest, not a great Bubba Watson. Yeah, who, who aren't the greatest putters in the world, but they get yeah. it online. And, and who knows? I, I, I like Corey as well, heading into the Masters as well. Just hopefully he can
1: shore up that around the green and putting stats just a little bit more. You know, before we go to break, Adam, I got to say, uh, tell you, I'm, I have decided after this week that I don't care for this format. And, okay. and it's, not the, it's not the pool play. I'm fine with the pool play before we go to elimination. I find this golf tournament exhausting and, and too big. I, I think seven rounds of golf, to your point, is completely unnecessary. We play the longest season of any professional sport on the planet. Okay, we don't go away. We go away for a few weeks in December so people can spend time with their families over the holidays. And then what do we do with those weeks? Tiger throws an event. And then there's a a PNC. So, I mean, it is the longest sports season of any professional sport on the planet, without question. There's There's no comparison. There's literally no argument. And what do we do? Two weeks before the biggest event of the year, we have a seven-round match play. This is—it's idiotic. It's crazy. It needs to. This field needs to shrink. If you want to have a WGC and you want to have a match play, no problem. Reduce it to the top 32 in the world that qualify. Get down from 64. Go to 32. Make this a four-day golf tournament like like every other bloody golf tournament, and let the field in Punicana get stronger and better and give some love to those people of Punta Cana about 45 minutes down the road that are having a great golf tournament every year, Adam, and nobody knows about it.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's got to be exhausting for the players. It's got to be exhausting for the viewer as well. You think Saturday morning, there were some great matches. You think Brooks Kepka John Rahm on a Saturday morning, I'm guessing the viewership... Probably wasn't that great for a Saturday morning. You think 2019, Tiger played Rory McElroy on, in, on the Saturday morning in the, in the round of 16. Uh, maybe viewership was, or the numbers were a little better for that, but it's, it's just too long. Seven rounds in five days for, for the, the Masters, what, next week? It's just, it's too long.
1: Thousand percent, Adam. Nobody's watching this stuff until it gets down to the final four. They're watching the afternoon golf. No one had a clue what was going on. It's too big. It's too much. They got to change it. Okay. On the other side, speaking of Punta Cana, just down the road, I'm in La Romana. I'm at casa de campo my favorite golf resort in the world we're here for a reason we can't quite tell you exactly what that reason is yet but we will be able to tell you wednesday on golf talk canada tv but regardless of that i got to catch up with some of my favorite people here at my favorite resort we're going to talk a little casa on the other side this is golf talk canada
0: this segment of gtc presented by taylor was brought to you by caddy time the uber-like app that allows golfers across canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zatino and Scully with you. Bob will be back next week. In fact, next week it'll be all hands on deck as it is Masters week. We got a huge schedule. We're going to get into our Masters schedule. Uh, we'll actually do that on the other side, at the end of hour one before we tee up hour two. Uh, Adam, as you know, I've been in. The, I've been on the road. I mean, it's been nuts. I worked uh, nine of the first eleven events for the PGA Tour between ESPN Plus and uh, and PGA Tour Radio, and then came straight to the Dominican Republic, which uh, our friends here at Casa de Campo. This is uh, my favorite golf resort in the world. I love playing golf in Ireland, as you know. That's probably my favorite country to go play golf. But for a resort like one-stop shopping, this is this is my favorite golf resort in the world. You've got. Three amazing golf courses here, all Pete Dye golf courses. The weather's perfect, the food is fantastic. And you know, Mrs. Golf Talk, Ken, and I are are foodies for sure. And sometimes when you come to the Caribbean, as you know, eh, the food, mm, you're kind of not here for the food, right? You're here for the sun and the beach and the, you know, but the food here is tremendous. The people are, are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Like, they really are proud of their country and, and the product and, and what they have here. And it really kind of it really makes it a, a unique place. So, if anybody's out there thinking of traveling, again, now that things are loosening up, I highly suggest you think of uh, Casa de Campo. You would fly uh, direct, nonstop from most Canadian uh, airports, international airports, including Pearson. To Punakana Puna Airport, and it's about a 45-minute sh- uh, shot across the highway. Adam, you, you flew in last night from Florida. Y- did you have one of my Pearson Airport experiences? Uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada, they lost our luggage on a direct flight from, uh, from Hawaii. It was quite unique. Uh, how, how, w- how did yours go last night?
2: Yeah, Pearson Airport, Sunday night. Uh, thank goodness <laughs> I have Nexus, I will say. I was told, and I, I've seen, obviously, you know, uh, do you have Nexus, Mark?
1: Yeah, oh, yes. I, I, if I, oh, if yeah. I didn't have it, I think at this point I would have quit my job.
2: Yeah, well, I, I haven't seen a Nexus line that unorganized and that big ever at, at Pearson. The, the place was rammed. From what people were saying, apparently there was a huge lineup upstairs before actually getting into the main customs line downstairs so it it was it was a bit of a gong show at at Pearson Airport but hey April 1st things are loosening up a little bit I'm not sure how much things are going to change because you could still uh, get the the testing randomly done um, I think after you land so uh, you know traveling's been interesting uh, in COVID for sure. (laughs)
1: I think after April 1st, I think a lot of people, Adam, are just intimidated of getting tests. Where do I get tests? How do I download my results? Things like that. After April 1st, I think a lot of that goes away. and. They're seeing a huge increase in bookings all over the place and the airlines are getting prepared and hopefully Pearson gets prepared again now that everybody else is prepared. Cause if they act like they're surprised, it's unbelievable, right? It's like, don't act like it's a shock now. You've got plenty of notice. And I know getting good people to go back to work sometimes has been a challenge during the end of, as we're coming out of this pandemic. So, uh, let's hope they get their act in, in order. So. Uh, down here at Casa de Campo, you want to talk about getting your act in order. This place is always tickety-boo. I mean, Caribbean golf and the conditions are amazing. The driving range, uh, practice facilities is unbelievable. Robert Bertel is the golf director and had an opportunity to talk to Robert about uh, just the return of Canadians here. He's seen a huge increase in his Canadian business, including the PGA of Ontario, coming down for a, a pro-am just months ago. So let's hear now my chat with Robert Bertel. Robert, always awesome to be back. Another perfect day at Teeth of the Dog. Let's start with just me back. Um, Canadians traveling again, the world traveling again. Have we seen an uptake in Canadian bookings at Casa de Campo?
3: We sure have. It's, uh, it's been an amazing sort of transformation. Everyone went through some hard stuff in the year, but uh, this past November, we had the Ontario PGA. They had about 18 teams, and we saw a handful of teams participate in our uh, Winter Pro-Am series. Um, We've also seen individual bookings and just sort of individual golf groups come down and we've seen a real uptick in the Canadian market in the recent days and weeks.
1: And I would suggest to all our Canadian uh, viewers and listeners, if you're thinking about the fall, do it now. This place is filling up. I've never seen so many uh, bodies and energy. Like, the energy is back, which is so fantastic. Um, I know you guys are always making improvements and always tweaking the golf course and just keeping it uh, in that top 100 world-class facility, which it is. A few years ago, I came down. I saw the... A uh, newly renovated practice facility here at Teeth of the Dog. I was blown away because I'm a, I'm a range rat. I will hang out on a range all day, and I understand that that experience is now going to be brought up to the die course.
3: That's correct. Yeah, we're working with uh, Jerry Pate, um, who's our golf course consultant, and what we're going to do is a complete rework of the die four driving range. So, for the folks that have been here, you know, it's it was it was thought about, but it wasn't as modern as it could be so we're excited we're going to have seven targets we have the short game area up at die four so it's really going to give the golfer that complete experience when they're playing die four
1: now events are back, you touched on the Ontario PGA and some of, the, uh, some of the Pro-Am's that have happened, but you had a big one in January, you had the, the Latin America Golf Championship, the winner's on his way to Augusta, I, I mean you've hosted that in the past, I remember I was down here one year when, when you hosted it, but uh, what type of success was that for you and what events are coming up on the horizon that maybe we should all be aware of?
3: Yeah, the the Latin American Amateur Championship was awesome. It's our third time hosting it. Uh, we hosted it in sixteen, nineteen, and then twenty-two. Um, the winner was from the Cayman Island, which is spectacular. It's such a small golf market to get the winner out of that. And like you say, they're going to Augusta. They're going to the to the Open Championship at St Andrews. Um, the event was spectacular. You had you had all the representatives from Augusta, the USGA, and the RNA. Um, they have. It's amazing the relationship we've built with them to make that event so special. It was on TV and I, I hope some of your viewers were able to watch it. It it really sp- sprung us or springboarded us into the future, right? Because like you say, I mean, things are booking up. People are excited to come play in, in the future golf tournaments. We just finished three of our Winter Pro-Am series, but coming up, we have the Caribbean Classic, which is 200 plus golfers participating on the Teeth the Dog, Die Four and the Lynx. Um, we get into some some international events. We have some, uh, some four balls from Latin America and Spain coming in May. And um, we sort of culminate our season which, with our Junior National Championship and the Amateur the National Championship for all players uh, in June. So that'll sort of be the end of our season. We're gonna get into our strong maintenance practices for the golf courses and be ready to roll for our August Pro-Am uh, in August.
1: Thanks so much, Robert. This is one of my favorite uh, places in the world to play golf. It's my favorite golf resort in the world, and I know you're a big part of that. So thanks for having me, and thanks for being part of Golf Talk Canada.
3: Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. It's great having you back. Uh,
1: Great catching up with Robert. The one thing that I love about this place here at Casa de Campos they're always making upgrades, and I'm not a big spa guy and things like that. So there's certain things that maybe I don't notice that some of our listeners – uh, would be interested in, and I noticed there's a huge project going on down here. Jason Kaichek is the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Had a chance to catch up with Jason talking about their brand new development. Let's hear from Jason. Jason, such a rich history here. So happy to be back. I think before we talk about all the new wonderful things, we got to take a look at the 50-year history and really what you've been able to accomplish in the last five, six years here at Casa de Capo.
4: Yeah, Mark, good to see you and glad to always have you back here. And and, uh, as you you just said, it's a rich history here. We've been here almost 50 years and uh, a couple years, we're going to be celebrating our official 50 year uh, uh, anniversary here. So over the years, uh, the property as a lot of properties this age go through their ups and downs, but uh, we have just been very fortunate and blessed with the the ownership we have to allow us to take the property to the next level the last uh, five years here. We've done so many amazing things. uh, And as I was sharing with you earlier, if uh, you haven't been here, you know, in the last five years, you really need to come back and see what, all the improvements and changes we've done. Uh, I've, I've talked to so many people who've been coming here, especially golfers, uh, for 30 years. This, you know, every year they come back and um, they've just been so impressed and, and grateful for the changes they've seen us make in the property, not only physically, but from a customer service standpoint as well. Too. We have incredible people here, incredible team. Uh, the Dominican uh, people are, are also known to be very warm, friendly, and sincere. You know, that's one of the things that just always comes through. Uh, with our, our team here bright smiles the caddies here are incredible and uh, you know one thing I always like, like to mention is the the, the legacy of our caddies here we have third generation caddies uh, teeth of the dog here right now it's quite quite remarkable where you have grandfather father and grandson all uh, you know working here throughout the, the generation so.
1: It's, it's quite amazing you mentioned that because the only place you ever find that in the world are, are, are the old course in Scotland and you find it in old clubs in Scotland and Ireland and England, but you don't find it anywhere else, but you find it here and the people like you mentioned are absolutely incredible and every time I'm lucky enough to come back, I always notice something going on and some improvement and investment back into the property and the people here at Casa de Campo invest in their people, they invest in the property, they invest in the customer experience and huge news with a new health and wellness center. I, I, I see the boards up. I see the renderings. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that, because this is this is a big project. There's two big ones. Let's start with that one. Sure,
4: sure. And uh, yes, we're very fortunate. The, the owners we uh, of, of the company incredibly supportive. Uh, just to, 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 as a backdrop, they they completely kept everybody employed during uh, the last couple of years, uh, and has really allowed us to, to recover as quickly as we have. Um, we we were shut down for a few months, as you know, but we just uh, kept the. Uh, kept our uh, uh never went dark kept everything going uh, as aggressively as we could and we've been able to recover uh thankfully very quickly so part of the recovery th- thankfully due to how well we've been doing uh at the property is we uh started we broke ground last year on an exciting new project a a brand new health wellness and spa center it will be uh it was really one of the things we were missing here we always had a spa but it was more of an amenity for our guests you know you get a nice massage and go and use the, the the whirlpools and and relax and but it wasn't a what we call a destination spot and that was one of the things we were missing here so it's one of the things we've been advocating for uh since uh, since i've been here and thankfully the ownership finally approved it last year and uh, we broke ground in november and it's scheduled to be uh, last november and it's scheduled to be open in february this year but it will be a state-of-the-art uh, uh, incredible health wellness and spa center where people will actually come to utilize the facilities. There will be nothing like it within the, not only the Dominican Republic, but I think within the Caribbean, to say the least. It's a very special uh, project, and one we're, we're all going to be very proud of. And will be a completely separate area that uh, you know, as you know, we get people coming to play golf. Well, now you can bring you know your wives or people can come and, and uh, enjoy the spa as well too. So we're very excited about that project. And then the other big project we are doing, we also broke ground simultaneously on a new set of uh, rooms for the resort. So the property uh, has never had new rooms built. Uh, Ever since they built, we had uh, about 244 rooms on property now. uh, Again, we've been advocating to, we need more rooms. And uh, thankfully the ownership uh, uh, supported us with that too. And we are building 57 new rooms and suites. And these rooms will be, um, they're really all junior suites are a lot larger. We had a whole nother level, uh, state-of-the-art room product compared to what the rooms we have on property right now. But it'll also be a separate experience for our guests staying in these rooms. There's going to be a, a private VIP check-in counter uh, and, and lounge area just for them. And we're going to have some new exciting suites, including a presidential suite, finally, which we've never really had. You know, most hotels always have a presidential suite. We've had suites, but not one we could always term a presidential suite. So now we're going to have, you know, a huge presidential suite on property as well, too, which will be part of the new rooms. And And those are slated to be open in November this year.
1: So between November of this year and February of next year, we're going to have a brand new wellness spa. We're going to have a brand new hotel with a presidential suite with VIP amenities. And let's not forget that just a few years ago, we did a complete renovation to the original rooms uh, here, which are fantastic. And I'm staying in this week. We've got golf villas to rent if you're in large groups, yep. private homes. I mean, there's no shortage of golf, magnificent food and accommodations. Jay, this is, you know, this is my favorite place to come play golf. <laughs> Best golf resort in the world. Thank you so much.
4: My, my pleasure, Mark. And glad to have you guys here and uh, look forward to, you know, keep getting everybody from Canada coming down here.
1: Always a pleasure being here at Casa de Campo. Can't wait. Uh, as soon as I leave, I can't think of uh, how quickly I can get back. And We've got some great news to share at Casa de Campo, Adam, when it comes to uh, 20 weeks of TaylorMade uh, on Golf Talk Canada television uh, later this week on Wednesday. Okay, on the other side, we're running late. We've got to go get you caught up on our GTC schedule. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zucchino and Scully with you, and we're wrapping up hour one, hour two. We're going to hear from Xander Shoffley. Adam went one on one with Xander Shoffley. We're going to talk a little LPGA major coming up, uh, as well as Masters around the corner. So we're going back to back major weeks. We'll do winners, weird, winner, and what. We'll get caught up on uh, leaderboards from around the world of golf because there was an opposite field PGA Tour event. In the DR this week, Uh, just there's so much going on in the world of golf, so we'll get you caught up on on those leaderboards as well. Also, a 19-year-old gets it done on the LPGA Tour. Adam, we've got a busy Golf Talk Canada schedule this week, actually over the next two weeks. On Wednesday this week, Golf Talk Canada TV will have a major announcement regarding 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Next Monday, Golf Talk Canada TV, sorry, Golf Talk Canada Radio, 10 to 12 noon. Then we'll do another Golf Talk Canada radio next week, Wednesday 10 to 12. We'll have full-blown Masters coverage all week next week. We'll have our uh, Golf Talk Canada Masters TV preview show. And then we'll bookend it on the following Monday, 10 to 12, Golf Talk Canada TV uh, radio television the following Monday. I mean, it is hours and hours of Golf Talk Canada and, and Masters coverage
2: it it really is it's it's the best time of year as you always say for our master's preview show on tv it's the most wonderful time of the year and truly it really is the most wonderful time of the year it's the best tournament of the year it's the masters i can't
1: wait yeah i can't wait either looking forward to it um Listen, it's going to be tons. We're going to have the announcements, too, on TSN and CTV Masters coverage as well as we fine-tune that uh, calendar, just waiting to get some green lights on a few things here or there. So we'll have that update for you and uh, lots to get to next week. Right now, Adam, Well, actually, you know what? Let's save this. Let's save this. Okay. Because I don't want to do Masters picks. I certainly don't want to do Masters picks because we'll save that for Bob. We'll save that for our preview show. But... I guess my question to you right now is where you were three weeks ago on master's picks. Cause I've had, I have this little file in my phone that I've had. Oh boy, I've had this. I'm trying to get a date on when I wrote this. I wrote this down February 20th and I wrote down who, you know, we usually do an American, a Euro, mm-hmm. a past champion, an international, and a wild card. And I wrote it down. This is this is February 17th. I wrote down names on that thing, and I also wrote down a few dark horses. And I, I haven't really looked at it since, and I'm looking at it right now, and I'm going, okay, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe a couple of these have changed. What is, you don't have to give me names, but in the last 30 days, or call it five weeks or so, Have you completely switched gears on how you feel about Augusta? Because my favorite is not done much, and i am still got to go with him. I've been calling Morikawa for six months, just like I did with Rom for the U.S. Open, and I got lucky. Rom actually pulled it out. I'm still calling Morikawa. I'm not leaving it. Where are you on this?
2: I was just going to ask you about Morikawa because he has been M I A in his last couple of starts. He made the round of sixteen and then lost seven and six to Abraham. Answer something is not something is going on to Colin Morikawa's game. I don't. I still don't mind him next week at Augusta National. I have my favorite. I'm not going to tell you who my favorite is. I've had my favorite for, for about six weeks. He's had a new caddy this year. I think he's going to make a big difference. I, I have. I do have a, a value pick. Uh, i'm not going to tell you that right now but he has also played very well he's a major champion as well seeing him at prices around 55 to 1 and no it's not tiger woods tiger woods is at 50 to 1 for those <laughs> thinking about betting i will not be picking tiger woods for the edge but i i'm thinking about another major champion might have won a major in ireland a couple of years ago he's had some good finishes as as of late my boy shane lowry i don't know
1: i don't know all right, but your favorite is still your favorite from six weeks ago. With that, you're not—you not, you don't have to tell me, but it's still that you're still on the same guy, still on the All same right, guy we'll from six we'll weeks ago. And you'll, week and you'll see next see. week. Mm-hmm. All right, hour two, we're gonna do—we're uh, gonna hear from Xander Shoffley and Adam Scully. We'll do winners, weird, and white. We'll talk a little LPGA, get you caught up on leaderboards. More golf talk Canada coming up next on the other side. This is GTC.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is hour two of Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts. Mark Sakino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2. We'll talk a little LPGA action in Hour 2. Little Brooke, back at a golf course that she likes for a major. That's this week. Of course, the Masters is next week. Winner's weird and what. But, Adam, you had a chance to talk to Xander Shoffley earlier this year. New product coming out from Adidas, but... You had a chance to chat with Xander. Uh, Set this up for us here. What did you have a chance to chat about?
2: Yeah, I I had a chance to speak with Xander Shoffley about the Adidas new uh, ZG22 shoe, uh, which came out back in around January. So I had a chance to catch up with Xander. This was a couple of weeks after uh, the Century Tournament of Champions. And I still tell you in this interview uh, comfort is king with these shoes. Uh, it meets fashion with function. Uh, I've, I've had the chance as well to actually wear the shoe. Uh, myself, I haven't walked a golf course, obviously wearing these shoes, but I'm actually looking at them right now and I'll, I'll bring them out to, to studio when we air this interview on television on Wednesday. They're a, a very comfortable shoe. I'm looking forward to feeling the performance differences, uh, wearing the shoe. And with Xander, we also talk about other things like, is outlook for the 2022 season? And Mark, something I know you're very excited about the pga tour netflix series which is also coming out uh, later this year as well
1: you know and it's funny pleased to be joined- for those, uh, ne- <laughs> sorry guys i didn't mean to step on that i before we throw i've been looking for those <laughs> netflix cameras out there so i've been walking the golf course i been, you know i've been looking for those cameras and i can't see them out there i know they're out there but i haven't been able to spot them have you
2: you know what's funny? I did see uh, a picture on social media of Matthew Fitzpatrick with a mic in his hat. So that's something I haven't ah. seen before. Yeah. So, so it looked like there was a mic pack sort of on his belt buckle, but generally you, you put like, okay. you know, a lav mic if if you're, you know, in TV sort of around your golf shirt, but this was on the, not the brim of his hat, but sort of the side of his hat. So I think, I mean, with everything going on this year on the PGA Tour, both on and off the golf course, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Phil Mickelson, and Live Golf Invitational. Yeah, I can't uh-huh. wait for this Netflix, golf se- or Netflix series.
1: Well, we will see. We'll have to wait, and we'll uh, keep our eye open. Okay, sorry. Now let us hear with Adam, one-on-one, Xander Shoffley.
2: And we're pleased to be joined by Xander Shoffley, one of the top ranked players in the world. Xander, what was your first impression when you first saw the new Adidas Tour 360 22 shoe? I
5: was I was excited. You know, it was um, it was a really good sort of uh, reintroduction, I should say, uh, since the tour three sixty wasn't available in twenty-one. Um, and for good reason. You know, I think uh I'm sort of a guy who will put the shoe on first before looking at it. So uh, as soon as Mason showed to me, uh, you know, back in 21, uh, the the prototype, uh, I put the shoe on and the first thing I did was hit a driver with it. So uh, just like any equipment that I have in my bag or on my body, I sort of like to test it out to see if it'll, you know, uh, 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 pass any sort of, you know personal test i have for the equipment so um it passed it right away and um yeah i was just really excited to see the shoe again
2: so how long does it take for you to put that new shoe into play it's
5: just like a it's just like a driver you know um i'll know within two or three hits if this club is going to work for me once i put the shoe on i can walk you know a few steps in it but most part uh it's more about swinging you know, I'll, of course, I'll you know, test it out walking nine holes or something like that. But for me, it's more about swinging on certain slopes and uh, on certain grass and in certain conditions. Um, and once, you know, I'm able to do those things, I can tell really quickly if the shoe will go into play. So uh, I tested it out. It was sort of a dewy morning here in uh, California when I tested it. Very slip, uh, slip prone, I would call it environment. And so I took a driver out, swung in it, felt very stable through the heel, Um, When I walked in it, there was a lot of good bend in the forefoot and the mid mid midsole of the shoe was very stable as well, which is sort of what you need in the golf shoe. So um, it was sort of, I guess, love at first sight again. And I was happy to be back in the 360.
2: Okay, so hitting shots with these shoes on is obviously a very important part of your job, but so is walking. Fill our audience in on how comfortable these shoes really are.
5: Well, I walked, uh, um, if you haven't been out to Kapalua in Maui, it's probably the, the most difficult walk we have on the PGA tour. So I had a brand new pair that I didn't even break in, um, sent to me at Kapalua and I wore them on Monday and I competed in them and I wore the same pair the entire week. Um, it was the new release that sort of digital camel looking, uh, release of the shoe that was wrapped and, um, uh, it was, uh, it was super easy. I had no, you know, pain in my feet. Uh, I walked up and down massive hills Uh, I had to walk up side hills down side slopes Um, and that to me is the ultimate test obviously I knew that she was going to perform prior to that but uh, it really that is really the hardest walk for us on tour and um, it was it was a very comfortable walk for me.
2: That's awesome to hear now you've been a part of team Adidas for quite some time now what's your favorite part of being with Adidas? I
5: think I mean being an ambassador for adidas is just they're just such a complete brand in my mind, and they're always uh you know pushing uh, towards performance and innovation and they're they're never really you know, i guess happy with where they're at and so there's always new product, always new ideas um it's really cool for me to be an ambassador personally I've always worn Adidas my whole life, and so now for me to have some input into some of the materials that I wear and sort of how the shoe is made or how you know shirts can stretch while i'm swinging um it's a very you know i guess selfish insight into why i like the brand so much but it is a really cool you know brand to be a part of
2: that's great i'm also a member of team adidas Xander, and i love the way i feel on the golf course too now we're recording this in early 2022 as you look ahead to this season what are some of your goals
5: yeah uh, a lot of goals that i wasn't able to sort of uh, notch up I, I do have some repeat goals i mean i Winning a major championship or multiple um, a player's championship, I haven't won and you know besides the Olympics, I haven't won sort of a, a tournament or a big tournament in quite some time. So, uh, I've been working pretty hard and, and going to keep my head down and try and let my clubs talk and sort of get back to sort of my uh, happy-go-lucky attitude that I had uh, my rookie year.
2: I want to ask you about the U.S. Open in particular. Five appearances, five finishes inside the top ten. What is it about that tournament that you just love so much?
5: Just a test. You know, I think the USGA, some call it unfair, but they set up a course that everyone has to play. It's a very difficult course. You have to be in control of your golf ball and in control of your mind, I guess, for, you know, 72 hours or, sorry, longer than that, um, uh, 96 hours. It's a a big, big test um, on a big golf course that's set up very difficultly. So I always feel that I enjoy the challenge a lot and my team really enjoys preparing for it. And um, it's something we look forward to every year.
2: Xander, you mentioned the Olympics a little earlier. Looking back, how special was it to win Olympic gold?
5: Yeah, very special, you know, representing my country. Um, But personally, again, selfishly, just really big for my family, uh, my dad's history with Olympics. So uh, very cool and just really exciting for me to deliver that.
2: A great moment for sure. Now, before we let you go, I want to ask you about the PGA tour Netflix series coming together. Xander, how excited are you to be a part of that?
5: Yeah, I think it's just a really cool insights for of, sort of for um, even non-golfers, I guess, to sort of see what we do day to day and sort of how we compete and the things that you don't really know about golf. Uh, when you watch coverage, you sort of just see the top players doing certain things and, playing really well, but you don't really get to see everything that goes into it and sort of the teams behind the scene. So I think, uh, you know, this Netflix show will give a good insight into sort of how we tick and how we operate.
2: Well, Xander, thanks for your time today and all the best in 2022. Thank you very much.
1: Adam Scully with Xander Shoffley. A few things I find very interesting there, Adam. Um, You know, people don't realize And they underestimate, you know, the athletes at this level playing this game. That, you know, this was an old tagline for Adidas, but it was true. It's equipment for your feet. And these guys want to know how these shoes react at the speeds they swing the golf club now. I mean, they're not, this is not, you know, guys lollygagging it out there. At the speed they're swinging the clubs, and more importantly, the way they use the ground in their golf swing, I mean this is an important piece of equipment this is like to them this is like choosing the bounce on a wedge or the way the leading edge enters the turf on a on a lob wedge uh and he was very open about that saying you know i immediately hit a driver i I immediately test this shoe and how it reacts uh while i'm basically while i'm swinging hard at it and he also mentioned trying to you'll find interesting places where traction is not necessarily a given to test a shoe
2: totally and if you want to compare this to other sports this is like a hockey player with skates or a basketball player with shoes or an an NBA player or a soccer player with cleats if if the cleat doesn't fit right or the skate doesn't fit right you're not going to perform as well it's quite simple and you don't really think about go- about golfers testing out shoes, but as Xander spoke about in other Adidas events, we've been at Mark where, you know, a Danielle Kang or a Dustin Johnson speaks about how much testing and prep goes into a new shoe and even you know some of the reps we've spoken to at adidas how you know they have shoes coming down the line that some players have maybe seen prototypes like people saw this prototype you know about a year ago just under a year ago and that's where the testing process really began it's a really fascinating thing to go through that you think of golfers it's not all about the 14 clubs you have in the bag it's it's your shoes as well
1: you know i find xander too very interesting as a player in the sense that it is very hard to pinpoint what he needs to do to turn those those top fives at majors, those top fives at U.S. Opens into victories the way he did uh, at, at the Olympics in, in terms of a gold medal. And what I mean by that is, well, if you look at his results this year, he's only missed one cut. He missed the cut at the Players' Championship. But the rest of his year, is, you know, it's very consistent bunch of top 20s, some top 10s. He's got the T3 at the Waste management. You know, he, he's, his record is fine uh and then you look at the performance kind of very sim- uh similar to our conversation we had off, off the top of today's show when you talk about cory connors you go well this is quite clear if if he improves his stroke gained around the green and he improves his putting he's w- going to win a golf tournament you look at sam burns it's quite clear sam burns just needs to make a few more putts over four days he's going to win a golf tournament he does Now, everybody can always make a few more putts. That's a given. So, you know, I'm not not trying to be cliche about it. But the stats clearly indicate that when you're breaking down the the analytics of a Sam Burns. When you break down the analytics to a Xander Shoffley, it could be a frustrating experience for Xander and his team. Because what I mean by that is, you know, he's 18th in strokes gain total. He does everything well. Where's the room for improvement? Could you improve a little bit here or there? Yeah. And it's got. I g- got to think, him On Sunday, coming down the stretch, is it just the six inches between the ears? Perhaps your most
2: important piece of equipment you have your mental game, right? You even think back to the Olympic Games. Remember, he had that big lead in the final round, makes a double bogey on that par five fourteenth hole at the Olympic Games, and Matsuyama mm-hmm. almost came back to win. You think Rory Sabatini posted that you know unlikely sixty one 61 for that silver medal, but or sorry, bronze medal, I should say, but um, yeah, for Shoffley, it's, it's about, it's about capitalizing. It's about, it's about finding the moment and, and, you know, take, you know, taking what you've learned in past major championships. You think back to last year at the masters, you think to that 16th hole, where we saw a two-shot swing on the 15th hole with Matsuyama and Schaffer. And he's just a couple shots off the lead. What does he do? He says he flushes an iron. It goes short. He makes a triple bogey on the 16th hole. We've seen him make so many mistakes down the stretch or maybe not make the putts that he needs. You think to the U.S. Open, where he decided to tinker with an arm bar putter two weeks before playing the U.S. Open at his home course, which obviously he didn't win he played very well top 10 finish but didn't play so well so you think he'll, he'll learn from these experiences and apply them going forward you've got to think he'll be in the mix of the major championships this year uh, and, and hopefully get that that uh, elusive first major
1: you know it's interesting too uh, blanket stats can be misleading as well like we're looking at Xander Schauffele's numbers here and we're looking at them across the season across four rounds of golf and then you get deep into the weeds on some of these numbers. And you break into, what's a guy, how's a guy putt on Sunday versus putting on a Friday? How do they putt when they have a chance to win versus when they're putting not necessarily yet in the heat of the battle? Are they afraid of the one coming in the back? And you look at a guy like Cameron Smith, who on a Sunday is putting like it's a Tuesday practice round. You know, the way he puts when he has a chance to win, he just fills it in the bathtub, the ball goes in with authority, and then you wonder, you start looking in the weeds on scoring averages on Fridays versus Sunday, putting Friday versus Sunday, etc., and a lot of things become a little bit more clear. Before we go to break Adam, it doesn't worry you, worry you at all about Xander right now, because I know you were high on him coming into this season, and you're kind of in the same spot with Xander the way I am with Morikawa in the sense that although it's been okay, he hasn't really shown you much. It's been okay. There's not flags on the play. No one's suggesting that, but you, there's certainly no momentum. You could say that equally of both of them. Does that bother you at all right now? As we're two weeks out of the of Augusta.
2: I don't think it bothers me. You mentioned off the top the one cut he missed, and that was at the Players' Championship, and that was when he was on the wrong side of the draw when, when they teed off mm-hmm. on that Saturday mm-hmm. morning, and, and they were playing in you know 40-kilometer-an-hour yep. wins, if not more, and it was basically impossible to hold many greens. So I'm not too worried about Xander Shoffley. I am curious what will happen. You know, Let's say he has the 54-hole lead at the Masters. Let's say he has a 54-hole lead at a major championship this year. How will he react? Will he take it and, you know, go on and shoot a three under par 69 or whatever and go on to win by a couple of shots? Or does he fall back into the pack? I, I, I'm, I'm so curious about Xander Shoffley because he came on to the tour so quickly and made noise back in 2016, and he hasn't had that major championship yet. But has always, you know, been around the top 10 in the world. So I, I, I'm expecting big things out of Xander Shoffley, but we'll see. Hopefully his final round performances improve just a little bit. Cool.
1: Well, we're only a week out to the first men's major of the year, but it is the first women's major of the year this week starting Thursday, Rancho Mirage, the Chevron Championship. And for all of you scratching your head right now, it's the Dinosaur. Just like it's the Bob Hope when we go to the Palm Springs Desert for the men's tour or the woman's tour, it's the dinosaur. The old ANA, now the Chevron Championship. And Brooke's got a good history there. We'll talk a little LPJ on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live. Stay and play.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. The Chevron Championship, the Dinosaur Rancho Mirage, California, the first major of the season as the LPGA Tour is in the Palm Springs Desert. Adam, it is almost impossible not to like Brooke Henderson this week. Now, I get it. Uh, there are some uh, players on the LPGA Tour right now playing absolutely unconscious. I get that. And, uh, and she's got a tough field uh, to go through. But when you consider she's got a second-place finish at this golf course, she two years removed. She's got some top 20s. Uh, the numbers this year are crazy for her. Highest finish on the LPGA Tour is a tie for 11. She's only sh- shot one round of golf over par this year on the LPGA Tour. One <laughs> round over par. I mean, at some point, the dam's got to give. No, it's got to break. And the second major of her career, it, you, you have to think, is around the corner. Why not here?
2: Uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, that the second place finish, losing in a playoff in 2020, a host of other great finishes at this golf course in her career. But looking at this season, you have mentioned how she's played very well, been very consistent. The one stat that I look at and that we've spoken about countless times on this show, putting average 20th in putting average this year. Yeah, putting mainly with the flag stick in, as Bob has, you know, mentioned how she doesn't have very good eyes, so likes to have the flagstick in a lot of the time anyway. But for Brooke Henderson, she's always one of the great ball strikers on the LPGA tour. And you know, she's third in the race uh to the CME Globe so far. She's third in the official money, ninth in driving distance, ninth in Greens regulation. Another stat here, Mark third in putts per greens and regulation, second in scoring average. I, I haven't seen the, the betting lines for this tournament yet, but you'd have to think, aside from Jin Young-Ko, who's on another planet right now in terms of consistency and play with wins in six of her last 11 starts, Brooke Henderson is a very strong, I wouldn't call her value play this week, but she is, has, is a very strong candidate to pick up her second career major championship.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, with the exception of Jin Ko, who is putting up Tiger-like numbers, yes. and if you look at the Rolex World Rankings, I mean, no one's even within sniffing distance ever. There's her, then there's Nelly Korda, and then it falls off to Lydia Ko, and the gap between... Co Ko and Corda, and then Corda and and Co is dramatic. Like these positions are not changing anytime soon for Jin Young Co as the best player in the female game. So w- let's just park that. But there are some uh, great players right now on the LPGA tour that are kind of hot coming in outside of Co. Uh, Nana Courts Matson almost won back-to-back events uh, on the LPGA tour. Um, she lost just this week to um, the 19-year-old, the City Cool. Uh and and so there are players playing well at this time. So it's not like Brooke has a walk, you know. But I mean totally. after Jin Young ko you would have to think that Brooke is nearer at the top of the list than when talking favorites uh, from from a betting standpoint. The one thing that does concern me a little bit, Adam, that we haven't talked about much, and Bob hinted about it last week on Golf Talk Canada. This is the first time with the driver, right? This is the first time in her professional career she will not have a 48 inch driver in play that she chokes down and plays 46 inches. She will actually have a 46 inch driver in the bag, the new legal limit. How that will affect her, we don't know. Will she be using that driver as a 46? Or will she now be choking down on a 46? Is she using a counterbalance shaft to give the illusion or the sensation of potentially playing with a longer shaft? Has she been practicing and going trial and error with her equipment manufacturer, uh, which for drivers is ping? Of course, she's part of Team Tailor-Made when it comes to golf ball. All these questions, I've got so many questions. I assume she's been go- working through this, Adam, in preparation from it, for it. But you don't know until you get into the heat of battle what that means. And we, and we don't know. But I think we'll find out quite, clear, quite soon, no, on the Thursday when we see some driving numbers.
2: Yeah, totally. And this is something where you know she has choked down on a longer driver her entire life. That was the way she was brought mm-hmm. up. So you'd have to think she's been practicing with a forty-six inch driver. I, I like you. I'm curious if she if she holds the driver at the end of the club or if she chokes down to make it you know forty five, forty four and a half sort of thing in terms of length of the driver shaft. Uh, but for Brooke Henderson, the, the consistency has been king. Uh, so far this season for brooks she's played a lot of great golf i'm looking forward to seeing what she does also looking, to, looking forward to seeing modemi leblanc i mean she she retired from professional golf she has two top eight finishes in three starts this year as well it's been a great return to form uh for modemi after stepping away from the game uh for a period of time but uh, it's it's major season so what more could you ask for
1: Yeah, she had a great finish this week on the LPGA Tour. We'll get you caught up on her finish when we do leaderboard updates uh, at the end of today's show. Uh, So we will get you caught up on that. On the other side, we will do 3-dub, winners, weird, and what. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino and Scully with you. It is that time. Three dub, the good, the bad, the ugly, winner's weird and what? And Adam, this week's Skulls, T is yours.
2: Three forty eight. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. I almost forgot that was my three dub sting there for a second. The three forty eight. Can't we even get the stealth uh, out in action?
1: Phil. What's that, sorry? Yeah, I said, now yeah. that we've canceled Phil, we have yes. to uh, we yes. have the new sting, so.
2: Yes, exactly. Okay, my 3-dub this week. So my winner this week, and this is something that I mentioned before, but something that I really uh, I, I tell people to go out and take, and take a listen to this, the Chasing Majors podcast. Evan Priest, Steve Williams, where it's Steve Williams talking about the 13 major championships he was caddying for with uh, for Tiger Woods. And this, this past couple weeks, they've been more uh, more, not current, obviously, but 2005 uh was one of the last ones released where steve really gives an in-depth listen and in-depth detail about the chip on the 16th hole perhaps mark the most one of the most famous shots in masters history whenever we have masters top tens on sports center or golf talk canada that's always you know in the top three for sure you think of back in the day, that was a perfect commercial spot for Nike right then and there. Just play that spot with the logo going into the hole that way. Uh, Steve Williams gave some great insight as well into the swing changes that Tiger Woods made with Hank Haney. How he went over three years without winning a major championship uh, from 2002-2005. to So, uh, Mark, I'm not sure. Have you had a chance to listen to this podcast?
1: I haven't listened. No, I have not heard it. Okay. Uh, I will check it out. Um, yeah. I'm with you on that shot Adam. Remember a couple of weeks ago. I asked you if you could think of one shot for tiger, that, you know, and that was the shot that you kind of went to that stands out in your mind. There's so many, so many. And uh, although what you just said there very much frustrates me because, you know, I, I think if tiger didn't get through, go through the obsession of changing his golf swing and had to just stayed the course with butch, I mean, we'd be at 20, 21, 22 majors right now. I mean, giving up three years to get flat and stuck eventually with Hank Haney to eventually have to leave Hank Haney to go do something else because you were so flat and so stuck and so frustrating – but there's a th- when you're talking about gen- genius, Adam, there's a thin line between uh, crazy and genius, right? So
2: yeah, and you know, and, and Steve talks about how you know Tiger had you know, his obsession with the Navy SEALs, and perhaps he was getting quote unquote mm-hmm. bored of winning, and you know he went to Hank Haney for the more laid-off position, trying to avoid that big miss, which of course Hank Haney wrote a book about. So there's so much you can do about Tiger Woods and Steve Williams. I highly check out. Uh, I re- highly recommend checking out that podcast. Okay, my weird this week. Bryson DeChambeau. We haven't seen much of Bryson. He's been going through some injuries, and he's back in the WGC uh, match play. Didn't really play all that great. Saying he's not quite at 100 percent, more like 90 percent at the most. But Bryson's pretty good on social media. Good might be a, a, a strong word, but he 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 goes out on his personal <laughs> YouTube page, and, and and he really gives an, an in-depth look of what it's, what it's like to live. A life of, Bry- of what it's like to live the life in a day of, of Bryson DeChambeau, and he actually uh, put out uh, a tour of his house, which is pretty cool. And you know, you'd expect the you know he's got a gym, and he's got a basketball court, and he's got this great kitchen, and he's got I don't know six or seven rooms for his buddies who who film him doing these videos. But the weird thing about this, so he has a golf simulator, anything okay? So he he practices hitting these long drives in his golf simulator. Mm-hmm. His simulator at his home isn't big enough for drivers. How on earth, you're Bryson DeChambeau. How on earth do you design a simulator in your multi-million dollar home that doesn't
1: have enough room to hit drivers? What? That is bizarre. That is beyond weird. It is bizarre (laughs) and it makes absolutely no sense at all. That's ridiculous. If this is, That's all you do is hit driver as hard as you can. So you set up a practice facility at home that's completely useless to you. What are we doing here, Skulls?
2: I don't know. I'm definitely going to show this on, <laughs> on TV this week as well. Like I, I was watching this. I don't know why I was watching Bryson DeChambeau, uh, his YouTube channel, but it just happened to come up and I watched this. It was like, are you kidding me? Like You are who you are and you're trying to change the game, quote unquote, with the way you've rebuilt your body and this long drive stuff, but... Bryson DeChambeau, weird. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. With with the the simulator, not big enough for a driver. Okay, my what this week? What's going to happen with Kevin Kisner? Now we know Kevin Kisner is this great match play guru, this tough guy, as the broadcast always says. But he's he's played well in the Presidents Cup before, but he's never been a Ryder Cupper. Now, Mark, he won the Wyndham Championship last year. Looked like he was going to be in position to play or qualify for the Ryder Cup, at least be a captain selection uh, from Steve Stricker. Didn't play well in the playoffs. Stricker said, I'm sorry, Kevin, not this year. Obviously, making the right decision with Scotty Scheffler. But Kevin, Kevin Kisner was on a podcast recently talking about the decision to not play or not be selected for the Ryder Cup. And there are some expletives here, so I won't say them, obviously. But he was asked about, you know, what are your thoughts about not being selected for the Ryder Cup? And he said, and I'm quoting him here, I don't know. I don't give a bleep. It's too political for me. I don't really care. And I don't really get up get caught up in that bleep. Uh, I mean, but you think, you think U.S., Kevin Kisner, match play, like he plays so well in these events. Is there something wrong in the locker room? Is it just an embarrassment of riches of having so many guys who are so good for not... To not have him play in the Ryder right. again. you think? I mean, Presidents Cup this year, he he might be back on that team. What do you think? Well,
1: well, let's wait and see because, again, you know, I I hate to suggest this, but the guy that they the guy they took and passed him over for is now the number one player in the world. who's won <laughs> three times in forty two days. So, listen, you play match play well, which is great, and you're a good match play player, and you're a bulldog and you don't give up, and you've got that Corey Pavin kind of mentality that 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 we like to paint on you and slap on you and and guess what if you've got you know, ten ten guys that are no brainers, and you're really struggling on that eleventh or that twelfth, and you're looking for somebody to give you a reason. Then great, let's add let's add a, a Kevin Kisner because at least I, I I give a guy I get a guy that adds me some fight. It's like hey, you know, I'm really looking for that two way center heading into the playoffs that can eat up some minutes on the fourth line and really check and do some really deep checking in the corners. All great. You ain't leaving Sidney uh, Crosby off the team to add that guy, right? And yeah. to a Ryder Cup posi- uh, standpoint or a President's Cup position, you ain't leaving Scotty Scheffler off the team. You ain't leaving Justin Thomas off the team. You ain't leaving anybody like that off the team to add a good two-way checking center. So if Kiz, who knows what he's talking about, but go in. Just win, baby, as Al Davis would say, because winning fixes a lot of things, Adam. And you would find yourself on those teams if maybe if you just won a little bit more.
2: I I thought we were going down the road there of hardcore Leafs talk, which I'm sure we could go on for hours about the Toronto Maple Leafs and everything (laughs) that's wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But we'll save that for Leafs lunch coming up in 20 minutes. Okay, Mark, with that being said, the, the tea
0: is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
1: I just want to say this. Here's the truth right now. With all due respect to all of my colleagues south of the border that have their own golf shows and their own po- po- golf podcasts and things like that, this is the only golf show in the world, Adam, where you're going to hear somebody connect the Ryder Cup and President's Cup picks. To two-way checking centers in the playoffs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is just hands down. That is for sure. Okay, my winner this week. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had a chance to meet Scott Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler's dad. Uh-huh. And he is such a great guy. a super nice guy. He came. I was walking with Scotty in... I can't remember where it was now. It, I walked with him at Bay Hill for his victory, but it was a couple of weeks before that I met his dad for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I say it for the first time because, you know, I was I wasn't on the ground for twenty twenty one because of the pandemic. So the last time I worked on the ground previous to Hawaii was the uh, the event at Shadow Creek in uh, in the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek in November of twenty twenty. So I had all that time off in 2021. So Scott, Scott Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler's dad, uh, came up to him, uh, came up to me on the road this year and went out of his way to introduce himself to me, saying, hey, you know, we my wife and I, we listen to you guys in the car all the time on your PGA Tour radio call because we can't always be in front of a TV and we're always, you know, we can't always be with Scotty when he's on the road and da-da-da-da-da, what a great job you guys do. And he was very sincere. He was very sincere and went out of his way. Uh, to introduce himself. And we ended up chatting. And now every time I see him, we just kind of chat and whatnot. Wasn't there this week, obviously, when Scotty got the win. But a very cool moment on the 18th hole to give you a little bit of a window into Scotty and his family and what a great guy Scott Scheffler, Scotty's dad is. Let's hear that uh, audio now from Scott Scheffler uh, embracing his son after his third win in 42 days now that he is world number one
0: pretty good
4: golf man. <laughs> i love you scott i'm more proud of who you are than your golf you're a
0: wonderful young
1: man isn't that great adam he goes uh, you know i'm more proud of you you're a wonderful golf-
2: i think we might have lost mark there for a second i don't know uh, i think maybe an earbud went out there from our remote studio mark do we uh, oh we have you back now mark are you there Oh no we we don't quite have we don't have Mark right now sorry we're we're, do, we're currently on our remote setup here and uh we lost Mark there for a second but I don't know about you guys, but was someone cutting onions there after that Scott Sheffler remark from about about his son? Mark, I, I think you're back now. Uh, Sorry, I mean, boys. A little... No, no, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's the home studio. Sometimes things don't go to plan. But I was just saying, Mark was was someone cutting onions there? About um, you know Scott this, I know I Mark? was
1: cutting onions there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very like it's just so good. It's like. Um, it's just a little window into, I guess, the upbringing and how good that family is and what a good good guy is. Just so proud as just a dad. Never yeah. mind. Hey, not about, hey, you're number one in the world. Not about you won another golf tournament. Very cool moment there on the 18th green. I thought that was uh, very cool worth sharing. Mm-hmm. All right, on the DP World Tour, not sure if you saw this one, Adam. Matthew Jordan trying to get his first ever victory on the uh, DP World Tour. And it's just one of those things in golf that's just Unlucky and unfair. He's got a two-shot lead on the 10th hole, par 5. And he hits his uh, second shot into the garbage, into the garbage, as they say. And they go uh, looking for it, the entire uh, team, his caddy, his playing opponent, uh, the spectators. They can't find the golf ball. He goes back to the original spot, hits it literally about 30 seconds after contact. Or actually, it wasn't even, it was just before contact, but 30 seconds before contact, they found his golf ball. However, outside of the three-minute window, so it doesn't matter if you find it, it was like at the three-minute, 30-second mark, as far as the rules of golf go, it's a lost ball. And he completely implodes from there, goes on to just basically shoot a 1,000. I think he ended up falling all the way down the board to six. Uh, Ewan Ferguson goes on to win uh, the tournament. It's his first win as well, so good on Ewan. Somebody's got to be there to, to catch somebody if they fall. But how much, Adam, 30 seconds makes in terms of a difference. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, totally, and you know, I, I'm I'm that I, when you said that, that immediately brought me back to that 2020 U.S. Open where there weren't any fans, where Harris English on his first tee shot of the day in the final round barely misses the fairway, maybe five to ten yards, and they don't find the golf ball. And if someone found the ball, I want to say about five minutes later, it wasn't thirty seconds later, but you think thick rough. Obviously, with no fans there, it was a little harder. But what a bad break for that guy, that's for sure.
1: Uh, unbelievably horrible uh, break. Uh, and, uh, you know, you you kind of figure, you know, it's so weird because we were just talking about the, you know, what about the, uh, the Netflix special yes. and all the cameras out there. How do you not find a golf ball in 2022? How do you not find a golf ball on any major professional tour anywhere at any given time? Like, what are the odds of, of ap- abs- absolutely not finding that ball? Just crazy. Okay, my yeah. what this week is what a life. Uh, by 81-year-old Jane Joyce. Uh, I was unfamiliar with who this woman was, and I caught this article uh, 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 earlier this week, uh, excuse me, Joan Joyce. Uh, She just recently passed away. And and I'm like, why don't I know this name? Think about multiple player, player sports. Like, I'm thinking Bo Jackson. Right. Bo Jackson, Major League Baseball, amazing running back for the Oakland Raiders, or it might have been Los Angeles Raiders at the time that 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 he played. Deion Sanders, you couldn't throw to his side of the field. Right. Prime time. You couldn't throw to his side of the field. Also played Atlanta Braves. Listen to Joan Joyce and her accomplishments. She pitched one hundred and fifty no hitters. In amateur softball, like elite amateur softball, 150 no-hitters and 50 perfect games. She was an eight-time MVP and an 18-time All-Star, okay? She struck out Ted Williams in an exhibition, okay? Unbelievable, okay? She also then played on the LPGA Tour for 19 years. <laughs> oh, yes, Yes, okay, and none of us have ever heard, heard of her before, okay? She, was, uh, she went into the um, uh, Florida uh, Atlantic University Hall of Fame. She played for 43, uh, excuse me, she uh, earned one, her 1,000th 1, career victory in softball. She's a Women's Sports Hall of Fame member in 1989, and she is a member, get this, Adam, this is almost as many Hall of Fames as Bob. This is how impressive this woman's life is. She was in 20 different sports Hall of Fames by the end of her amateur sports sports career because she accomplished so much across so many different sports. That's almost as many as our own Bob Weeks. I think Bob's like that's, 23 or something like that. I'm not 100%. Yeah, 20,
2: might be 25. I'm trying to think back. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> he's in so many. He's in so many Hall of Fame. Running Hall of Fame at some point too, right? That, that's got to be the next one on the on the docket for him. <laughs>
1: But I mean, it's unbelievable that I did not, have never heard of this woman before until I, st- I stumbled across an article on her life and, and we just passed, passed, she just passed on this week. So unbelievable life, 81 years old and these stories that we that are completely unknown and then to have a 19 year career on the LPGA tour is pretty amazing. Now, something I wanted to share with you, Adam, mm-hmm. before we go to break, because you brought up the Steve Williams podcast in yes, your sir. Winner's Weird and What. I am uh, almost finished this book right here. I'm holding up the book on our Zoom call. And, I, and we're going to have Steve Scott on Golf Talk Canada after the Masters at some point. Now, Steve Scott is a, a new friend of mine and colleague of mine at ESPN Plus uh, uh, as we broadcast PGA Tour Live uh, in the U.S., which is golf TV in, in Canada and internationally for everyone who subscribes to golf TV. And, of course, Steve Scott, famous for um uh, Losing the uh, 1996 U.S. amateur to Tiger Woods. He had a five-up lead with 18 holes left. It's the 36-hole final, as you know. Tiger Woods was en route to his third U.S. amateur title in a row. And that is on the heels of three U.S. juniors in a row. So it was six U.S. amateur titles in a row. You know, something Bobby Jones and Tiger uh, and Jack Nicholas didn't even do. And he had a five-up lead with 18 to go. He goes on losing it. But on the 16th hole, he reminded Tiger Woods to put his ball mark back. And the name of the book is, Hey, Tiger, You Need to Move Your Mark Back. <laughs> and it's an amazing book. I'm almost done. It's, it's you, know, you think about it, it's, it's just about this match, but it's, got, it's way more about this match. It's very cool about his upbringing and what golf has meant to him. And a really deep dive into Tiger. And, and a weird relationship with Tiger through this match. And Tiger as Superman already at this age. This is Tiger, you know, 12 months away from, you know, basically blowing the field away at Augusta and winning by 12. But he's already basically at a cape at this point. It's very interesting. I highly recommend it. I got about a chapter to go, and we're going to have Steve on the uh, Steve Scott on the show. So to your point, with the Steve Williams podcast, getting these little behind the scene insights as to Tiger and what he was like. We're going to have one for you right here on GTC. Okay, on the other side, get you caught up from leaderboards from around the world of golf and uh, get you caught up on some 20 weeks of tailor-made news and Golf Talk Canada scheduling news. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac, experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit. While the new direct injected spike more traction system will help golfers stay locked in.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. As we quickly put a bow on today's show, let's do some leaderboards from around the world of golf. Brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in all of golf. Visit bushnellgolf.com. Athiya cool ends Nana Courts Matson's attempt at back-to-back wins on the LPGA Tour. Maud Ami LeBlanc finishes tied fourth. Congratulations to the 19-year-old on her victory. Punakana. The Corrales Championship, another rookie, Chad Ramey, gets it done on the PGA Tour with the victory in the World Golf Championship. Scotty Scheffler, with his third win in the last 42 days, is now the number one player in the world. Adam, huge news this week coming up on Golf Talk Canada TV. We will launch the info on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. It is bigger than ever coming up this Wednesday on GTC. Adam, have a great day. We are running out of time. We will see you this week on Golf Talk Canada TV next week for master's week thank you so much for listening and remember first good decision on the golf course it always starts in the closet this
0: segment of gtc presented by picton mahoney asset management was brought to you by adidas golf and the all-new tour 360 22 tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the all new tour 360 fit while the new direct injected spike more traction system will help golfers stay locked in thank you for listening to gtc don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at golf talk canada for show archives podcasts and all things gtc visit golftalkcanada.com and don't miss golf talk canada television weekly on the tsn television network